Welcome in once again, Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. Thank you very much for being here. Before we get to the guests, don't forget, you still have time to register for a special webinar. It's happening August 11th, and it's brought to you by Athena International and SAS Women in Analytics. What is it? You can spend an hour with Christina Cook, who was a flight engineer on the longest single space flight ever completed by a woman, and you get to spend, like I said, an hour with her. Check out the details at the top of WomenReallyMeanBusiness.com. All right, here we go. It is time for our guest, and our guest this week is Courtney Robson. She is a pilot, so one of the things you're going to find fascinating about this interview is Courtney is going to take you behind the scenes of a pilot's day-to-day duties. And you know, there are some things in there I had no idea that they did, so... That alone will make this episode worth listening to. But there's so much more. She's going to talk about career opportunities that exist if you are interested in aviation. And if you have a fear of flying, this talk is going to help as well. Plus, she shares resources that support women in aviation. And if that's all not enough, she will talk about pursuing your dreams. Now, her dream was to be a pilot. Your dream is probably something different. Maybe it's not. Either way. You will never be afraid to pursue your dreams after you listen to this. Here we go. Episode number 93 starts now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Blitnikoff, and I think this is a first. In fact, I know this is a first for this podcast. We have a pilot on the air right now, and I'm going to bring in Courtney Robson, and she is an airline pilot and currently a first officer at PSA Airlines based in Washington, D.C., and she's been flying since she was in high school, so... And I know that you fly on the East Coast, Courtney, and that's what it says in your bio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be extra nice to you because I'm on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and you might be flying me around at some point. So I want to get there. I want to get to my destination, no problem, <laughs> which I'm sure would happen no matter what. And uh, mm-hmm. but, but all kidding aside, Courtney, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Jeff, for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, great to have you. And tell me about your interest in aviation. It started in high school, and maybe take me back there and tell me how you got interested in flying enough to make it a career. Yeah, so in high school, my dad thought I maybe should try flying just for fun because he's an airline pilot for Delta. So when I was a junior in high school, he took me out to a local flight school just to sign up, just to try it and see if I'd like it. And I took a few lessons, and I ended up, I loved it. I wanted to fly all the time. I got my private pilot certificate so I could bring my friends along. And I'd take trips with my friends, and I just got so involved with flying that I realized I wanted to make it my career. But I ended up going to NC State as well because I wasn't completely sold when I went off to college if I wanted to go into flying professionally versus being in the business world. So I still kind of kept both options open, but the more that I flew, the more I realized that that's what I really wanted to do. So my dad really inspired me to get into it. And even though it just started out for fun, I loved it so much that 
I just kept on going. And after I graduated college, I flight instructed. And I absolutely love teaching other people. I had awesome students, and I still keep in touch with them today. And then I got the chance to do some charter flying out of Raleigh. And part of that was medevac trips. So we got to be kind of in the healthcare world, and that felt really purposeful. I really like doing that type of flying. And now I'm in the airline industry, and I get to bring tons of people all around all the time. And I'm loving that so far. It's been a really great career. What would be a surprise to people about being a pilot? What are are some things that people don't commonly know about what goes into your job? The main thing that I see is people don't know how young you can start out. So you can solo an airplane when you're 16 years old, and you can become a private pilot when you're 17. And you can fly at the airline level when you're 21. And I think a lot of people don't realize that because usually I get asked about three or four times a day if I'm old enough to be a pilot. So I think people don't always know that you can get involved with it so young. So I think that's probably the main thing that I see. And I think another thing is people don't realize how much stuff the pilots still have to do because planes now are very automated. Uh, but there's still a lot of work with the planes that we're flying that we're doing up there in the cockpit. And we always keep the highest standard of safety and use automation when we want to and when we'd like to, but we are still up there flying the plane. And I've heard that the most challenging part of a flight is the takeoff and the landing. Is that true? That is true. I'd say the takeoff is a little bit easier than the landing because you're kind of starting on that surface, on the runway. And even if it's really windy, it's it's a little easier to keep it on the ground and ready for takeoff compared to when you're landing. Because when you're landing, you're just kind of up in the air and you have to really control the plane and keep it precisely on that path to come down to the runway. So when you think about the future of you in the airline industry, It seems to me that you could go in a number of different directions. Of course, you love being a pilot now, but you also have a business background. So is there Mm -hmm. a thought that maybe sometime you might get into management? I have thought about that because I do have my econ degree and I love math and working kind of on that managerial side of things. Um, But flying is just so much fun. I absolutely love going to work and I'll Um, pick up flying on my days off so that I can keep doing it. So I think um, where I am right now, I think I'll keep, I'll stay in the cockpit, but down the road, maybe I can try and be a chief pilot and they do a lot of, a little bit more office work than we do, kind of a little more on the managerial side, but they still are able to fly. So I think that might be an option. Well, what is I'm definitely glad that I got the degree though, but I'm not completely sure I'll be using um, the econ side. Well, what is it that you love about being a pilot? Because you've mentioned a few times in the interview about your passion for what you do, and it it definitely comes through. So what are Mm -hmm. some things that make you look forward to going to work to, uh, look forward to going to work in the morning? Uh, The people that I work with, at PSA are really great. They all help me learn 
Um, and we're all still learning, but the captains that I fly with are always really helpful. And with the airplane, there's so many things to learn about it. So I'm constantly learning, but um, knowing what I know about it, I kind of feel in the zone when you're flying and you're in control of this large jet aircraft and you just kind of feel pretty powerful and you're helping these people get where they need to be. So it definitely feels fulfilling. What would you say to people that are afraid of flying? Because that is a common fear for a lot of folks. And there might be people listening right now that maybe their fear of flying is holding them back because, you know, there's more and more internet business and you can do webinars and stuff like that. But a lot of Mm -hmm. great jobs and great careers require you go places. And some people listening right now may be in a position where they they just can't get on that plane, and it's a, it's a fear. But what would you say to those people that maybe have a fear of flying? Because I know you as a professional, with all the safety checks and everything that goes into flying, it's one of the safest things you can do. It is. It's one of the safest forms of travel. And I think if there's anyone that's scared to fly, maybe consider taking an intro flight lesson at your local airport. Because I think the more that you know about flying and about the plane, the more comfortable that you'll be sitting in one of the passenger seats on an airline. What are some things about a plane that maybe we don't know that, if, like, for example, I, I'll give you uh, turbulence is common and mm-hmm. turbulence freaks a lot of people out, but it's really nothing mm-hmm. to worry about. I actually downloaded a course of a uh, pilot that he kind of gave you all of the kind of the bells and whistles of the plane. That's why I've got some knowledge on this. But there's some things that freak people out, but they probably shouldn't worry about those things. So what are some things about a plane that people don't really realize that are no big deal? Yeah, the turbulence and rough air is just something with the weather that us as pilots can, can't control, but we'll always try and find smoother air for it to be more comfortable. But as long as you have your seatbelt fastened and you're in your seat, There's really nothing to worry about. We'll just kind of ride through it. And a lot of people, especially in the news, uh, it will sometimes drag stories out of proportion because we go through lots of training to be able to handle pretty much every emergency situation. And um, like if a plane were to do an emergency descent, that's something that we've practiced. So the plane won't just plunge from the sky it'll be in a controlled descent. So in our training standards, they go through emergencies almost as if they're just a normal procedure. So we get so used to doing things that you're in very good hands when you fly on the commercial airplanes. And so what's next for you when it comes to flying? Because right now you're a first officer, and I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what the career path as a pilot is. You had mentioned chief pilot a little while ago, but of course you said that's more office work than the pilots in the field do, so to speak. So in your career, what is next for you? What what would be the next natural step for you that you're aiming for? The next step and my next goal is to be captain on this airplane with the company. And that would be me moving from the right seat to the left seat. And you're uh, pilot in command of that flight and that operation. So you're in control of the airplane passengers, your flight crew, and you're responsible for taking care of them. And 
right now I have about 300 hours with this company and I need to have at least a thousand. So my plan and my goal is to try and be at that level by the middle or late next year. So what's your favorite type of plane to fly and why? I do love flying the jets, but one of my good friends has a twin Cessna, a 340, and that's one of the propeller airplanes. And you can just feel and hear the power of it. So that's definitely my most favorite airplane just because the way that it feels and it goes back to kind of feeling in control of something powerful. It's just a really fun flying airplane and you can really feel that power kind of in your hands. And when you're flying, maybe you can describe, well, two things. First of all, the feeling that you have, and you've touched on that in the interview, but just really kind of the zone that you get in. I want you to explore more of that. And then also, how much downtime do you have to explore? I I mean, are you running Mm -hmm. from plane to plane, or can you actually enjoy some of the cities you're in, or does it depend? In the cockpit, we have tons of flow patterns that we do and checklists that we run and specific call-outs that we've practiced over and over to become very standard. So I know exactly what my job is once I get into the airplane. And I just love that standardization because I kind of know what my role is and what the captain's role is. And we can check each other just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. So every takeoff and every landing that we do, we go through the same call outs and procedures, even if it's at all different airports. So we're going to all different new places, but it's still that typical same flight routine and that goes back to the safety aspect of it that standardization really helps keep everything safe and just make sure that everyone kind of knows what's going on with the operation and um, that's where I really feel in the zone because you're doing those standard call outs you know what your role is and you're having fun flying the jet and um, in terms of running around the airport, sometimes we keep the same airplane all day or sometimes we'll swap airplanes. And if we're running behind on one of our first flights, we might cause a delay in the later flights later in the day. But other times we might have a two or three hour sit at the airport in between flights and then you can get lunch or read some of your book and then you're on to the next flight. But our overnight typically aren't too long, so you might have time to get dinner and maybe work out and shower. And then if you try to get eight hours of sleep, that's usually about all that you can do before waking up the next morning. So it's pretty regimented. And is there a certain, and I imagine with the FAA, there's certain safety parameters where you can't fly for too long? Is there like a cutoff where you can fly for three days and you have to have two days off or how does that work? Yes, there is. So I would fly every day if I could, but the max in a row that we can fly is six days. So I'll try and fly about four to six days in a row and then have a day or two off. And we also have duty times and duty days. So there's a certain amount of hours in the day that you can be on duty and working. And then at a certain point, you have to duty off. So even if you're scheduled to work a later flight, if you've maybe gotten delayed from weather or maintenance and you hit that point, um, 
they might have to find a new crew to work that last flight. Well, it sounds to me, as we roll into our last few questions here, but one last question before our last questions is, is that it really doesn't feel to me like you're really working. I mean, that you love your job so much that it's just, it, you must just look forward to going to work every single day, and it probably feels like a vacation every day to you. It does. So it is fun exploring the new places when we have time, and being in the plane all day is really awesome. And tomorrow morning, we actually have a 4 a.m. van time, so I'll be up at 3 in the morning, and I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. So tomorrow was one of those days that I originally had off, but I picked up some flying. So it will be an early morning, but I'll get to work three flights. So I'm getting that flight experience and I'm getting that time that will be counted towards when I upgrade to captain. And I see that coming very soon. Well, let's talk about some resources that you might recommend. And it can be flying Mm -hmm. or non-flying resources. Just anything you'd like to share with the audience that maybe can inspire them. And you could definitely talk about how to be a pilot or, you know, whatever you want to talk about. The the floor is yours. There's a ton of great resources in the flying community, lots of different groups. There's a few groups that I'm in that are women pilot groups. They're the 99, vice chair of our 99 chapter, and it's a group of very supportive women. They've helped me through a lot of the different stages in my past. And there's also Women in Aviation International is another women pilot group. There's the Civil Air Patrol, and they work with a lot of cadets to help get them into flying. It's a lot of search and rescue operations. And there's the EAA, which is more if you're into kind of building your own airplane. That's a great group to be involved in. Um, But one thing that's kind of not flying related is a book that someone had recommended to me. And it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I don't know if you've read that, Jeff. Yeah, I love that. He, he's he got great books. Uh, he's got another one called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. I mean, he's just really very based mm-hmm. in common sense. And I've read How to Win Friends and Influence People as well. It's just really great stuff. Mm-hmm. So that book really is, uh, it kind of opens your eyes on just what's out there and communicating with people. So I've kind of gotten a growth mindset with communication because I always thought with even just small talk or public speaking, I might not be the greatest at it. But if you kind of do constant practice with communication, you can really learn a lot about people and connect with everyone at a higher level than I could before I read that book. So I really recommend that. And um, it's not really about winning friends. It's just about getting to know other people and becoming friends with them that way. Well, last question for you, Courtney. I always start with the guest and end with the guest. And I want to hand the microphone back over to you and let you address the audience with whatever you'd like to talk about. So, Courtney, once again, the floor is yours. I think the main thing that I want to talk about is... Don't put limitations on yourself and definitely don't let other people put limitations on you because I think, at least for me, I always try to get other people's advice on what to do and kind of let that determine next steps that I should take. And 
if someone kind of tries to tell you that you can't do something or that you have a goal or a dream that you want to do, but they say it might not be within reach, you definitely don't have to listen to it. And I would just put steps together towards that goal and find people that support you through that. So I think don't let other people's expectations define your limitations because there were a lot of times where I would work a flight and people would say, you can't be a pilot, you're too young, but I'm the one that flew them there. So I just want to make sure that if someone was kind of going through training with anything, whether it be a sport or something in school, if someone tells you that maybe you can't do it, just make sure to remember that if you really want it and you put the work in that you can do it. Well, what a great way to end our interview with our pilot, Courtney Robson, our first pilot on Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. And, hey, thanks a lot for your time. Appreciated your time this week. Oh, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate the interview. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, our guest is Katie Detweiler, and she's lived all over the world and is used to being the proverbial new kid on the block. And these experiences have formed in her that you must be open to new people and opportunities to have a rich career. Here's a little bit from Katie. Your next step in that career pivot and that career journey very easily comes from someone that you randomly met at a networking event and just hit it off with and all of a sudden you're being presented with either a job that you never thought you would do or a volunteer opportunity for an organization that just completely fits what you're passionate about and you just never know. So expanding that circle with relationships just a little bit at a time and opening your life to some new people can affect those career transitions and it's really exciting. Hey, if you're loving this podcast, and by the way, we appreciate you being here, you can help us grow. All you have to do is go to womenreallymeanbusiness.com and go to the Grow the Show section. If you did even one of the four very simple things on that page, it would help us immensely. And we thank you in advance.